Hey everyone, welcome to the Fullest Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Bostwick, and today's guests are Chrissy and Chloe, the founders of Sky Teen Yoga. And I'm so excited to have them on because they have totally inspired me in so many ways through just being awesome women entrepreneurs and creating beautiful spaces for people to find themselves, to take a minute out of the city or now wherever they are because they launched Sky Team TV. So I'm excited to catch up with them and also have you guys learn a little bit more about them. Hi, ladies. Hi, Hi. thanks for having us. It's crazy. Like years ago when we first met, we came and did that video together um, with my team and it was at your first studio. It that was like the first mm-hmm. press thing we've ever done. That was oh like gosh. so cute. Yeah. Five and, years ago. Yeah. And now we're here and so much has changed and you guys also grew so much. So I think it's it's going to be a really beautiful journey to look back on and see what you guys are up to now, which I'm excited about because I do Sky Team TV at home and I'm so happy you guys launched it. But before that, I think you know, there's so many different types of yoga out there and you guys have a really specific kind. So I'd love to share with people what your definition of your style and is it specifically Katona or, um, or is it still different than Katona? Is it like adapted from that? What is it? Because I used to teach yoga. I've done so many different kinds. I used to love Bikram, even though I know there's so much connected to Bikram. And then um, I taught Vinyasa and I love Kundalini, but I feel like yours is just the perfect combination. So tell us about it. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, So Katona Yoga, in case a listener doesn't know what that is, is a style of yoga that was founded by our main mentor, Naveen Mishan. Um, And Katona is actually a spot upstate New York. So she named the studio after where she was opening it. Um, But the actual style and the teachings of Katona are a really beautiful blend of both traditional Hatha yoga practice alongside ideas that she pulled from her studies with Taoism and traditional Chinese medicine, alongside the work that she's done with sacred geometry. And she's a real sort of savant um, of our time genius like you listen to her speak and you're like how do you know and how do you understand all the complexities and and connections that she makes on just like an easy regular basis um but so that was her style of yoga that she sort of created and came up with um over the course of like the past 40 years basically and so chrissy and i were both introduced to that style about like i guess maybe i don't know what do you think chris seven eight years ago at this point um yeah maybe longer even Yeah, when she first had um, a studio in Chelsea in New York City. Um, And so Chrissy and I, we had met through a studio we were teaching at. We were teaching just kind of like a standard vinyasa practice, and we both have dance backgrounds. And so that style of yoga that encourages like, you know, fluid movement and a little bit more of an aerobic um, technique worked well in our bodies and was easy to teach because of our dance background. We could remember, you know, sequences really easily, but it kind of lacked... um, for us, depth in the philosophical side. Um, and it was harder for us to relate. And so when we found Naveen and we found Katona Yoga and we started studying there together, um, it 
just added another layer of richness in our personal dialogue and how we were relating to our practices as well as how we could relay and teach all of this important information, the techniques and the tools that are so practical if you if you can understand them and incorporate them into daily life. Um, and so then basically what Skyting Yoga is and what it was like created to be is this combination of both Katoni yoga as well as our vinyasa backgrounds. And I think even skyting has evolved as a technique over the past five years because Chrissy and I continue to practice and learn from new teachers that we come across. And so we continue to try and incorporate just as many different modalities and, and techniques that make sense for us in our bodies with where we are in life. So we also, you know, study with an Iyengar teacher and that has a strong influence for us. We love doing, you know, dance still, of course, and Pilates. And so we incorporate some of those techniques. We're not afraid of like an ab because we think it is super important for, you know, physical bodies and movement to incorporate that. Um, and so Skyting is a real blend of all different lineages, um, and it continues to evolve based on where we are in our lives and what we think probably best suits our students and like what will help serve them best, I guess I would say. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, I really feel the spiritual aspect. And I think I, I totally agree with you. That is what it felt that that was missing when I was doing a strong vinyasa practice. And I think it's beautiful that you guys blend so many different things. And, and even, um, you were doing teacher trainings also, right? You were doing those for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we were doing two a year before, um, the pandemic. Yeah, I know. So let's talk about that. So you, you're the one, Chrissy, that went and found the space. And then you guys were kind of like, let's just go with it. And then it was like skyting the name. I remember something about the name was either on there or down the street or something. Was it a cleaner? Yeah, no, it is a it's a bodega skyting trading. And we oh, yeah. um, were having a really hard time coming up with a name. But as you know, because you were in the space, it's like, it was on the top floor with the skylight and it was like light, bright and sort of celestial and sky ting means ting in Chinese means the space of or the room of. So when we looked up that name, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. And it's like an homage to our neighborhood and to our lineage of like, you know, the Chinese um, medicine and Taoist uh nod to Naveen. Um, so that's how we came up with the name. And then it just like, yeah, we started with that little tiny studio and grew organically from there with no real business plan beforehand. I just kind of fell in love with the location and the space and the idea of what it could be. And Chloe and I always joke, if we knew what it would like would look like financially on paper before opening. I don't know if we would have taken that risk. It's super risky. Huge risk. I mean, I want to know you guys grew so much and how many studios did you have at the like right when COVID hit? But at the peak of three. <laughs> our existence yeah. in the real world, um, we had three locations and did how many retreats did we do a year, Chloe? Like, 10 to 10. Yeah. Which two trainings, lots of workshops. I signed up for a retreat, but like, I feel like every time I wanted to go, I was like, Oh, I'm either like pregnant or I'm going to be pregnant. I don't know. It just never worked out. 
so bummed. I hope they come back soon. Well, now you'll do it yeah. when you need it. You'll have some babies and you'll yeah. leave them and go do yoga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay. How, speaking of, you know, taking on so much risk, how did you guys um, close your spaces and tell us about that and not just like, I want to hear about the emotional aspect and just logistically like getting out of a lease, right? I mean, it's huge. Definitely. And I think it's good to hear about that experience. I'm sure you learned so much. Definitely. And we're still, I mean, in evolution and learning about all of it as our business continues to evolve. But, you know, obviously we had to close all of our spaces right at the start of the quarantine in New York, which was March 15th or 16th. Um, and that happened all quite quickly. Like it was like literally that last week, day to day, changing protocol, changing class schedules, trying to, you know, get a temper of like how students felt, how teachers felt, etc. cetera. Um, and then when we went into full lockdown, we, kept our spaces because we didn't know how long it would last. But by New York summer, we were like, okay, this isn't going to be opening up anytime soon. And even when the city starts to open back up, classes are not going to look the exact same as they used to. And most yoga studios in New York and probably, you know, elsewhere in the U.S., the model is really based around like having full classes in order to make your ends meet, right? So with real estate prices in New York, as they are still, it's like, it really is a tough business model to try and figure out with also trying to keep your offering not like totally inaccessible. Like you don't want to have a yoga class that costs $50, but if you can only hold like maybe now with, you know, whatever capacity is going to be allowed, like 15 people in a room, 10 people in a room, you're going to have to charge a certain amount if you're trying to make those numbers. And so for us, you know, all things considered, it was like, okay, what do we actually need to like battle out this storm? We needed to like cut our margins and like cut the costs as much as we could. And so um, unfortunately we had to let go of two of our spaces, our Williamsburg space and our Tribeca space, which was our largest and more of like a flagship. Um, and, you know, they were definitely of the three, the most expensive, the two most expensive. And so that helped. But um, we got lucky in New York, there was a, a new law that was put out because of COVID called 1932A that allowed you to get out of a lease without personal liability as owners that are signed on. Um, and so we enacted that for both of those spaces to help us get out of the lease quicker, um, the lease is quicker. And yeah, so now we're holding down our Chinatown space, which is like turned into a merch headquarters and office space with like we have a little desk set up as well as like our full on recording studio. So like half the room is beautiful plant filled, kind of like what you would normally see in a Skyting studio. And then the other half is kind of like a mess of sweatshirts and printers and, you know, mailers and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, we've made it work so far and we're going to continue to make it work. And, you know, maybe eventually when the city starts to open up and we're able to host group classes, we're looking at the ideas of, you know, potentially doing pop-ups with some rooftop spaces in New York for when it's warmer out. And like, you know, hopefully we can host classes in the studio again and students are just going to have to like, you know, make do with our, our funky new arrangements. So 
it'll be smaller and we'll we'll keep things as like safe obviously as possible and we'll reopen when it feels right for us um because we're also not a huge corporate operation that has like full staff to do proper cleaning and all this stuff so we have to make sure it's doable on our end um but we're excited to eventually reopen and we will have some sort of physical space in new york as kind of like our community center but you know the exact look of what that will be as yet to be known to us. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. I wanted to share with you about natural wine and I've been learning more and more about it lately because we've been working with a company called Primal Wine and I absolutely love what I've learned working with them because they are really here to share with us the beautiful natural aspect of what wine really was intended to be and i learned from them that conventional wine actually uses lab-grown yeasts and synthetic antimicrobials and even aerate their wine using gas injection at times and i knew from that moment that i did not want to put that in my body and what I also love about natural wine is the fact that they take into account cultural and philosophical methods when it comes to bringing us this beverage that really has respect for the environment. And it takes us back to the area where the grapes are grown. So I've been really excited because I signed up for Primal Wines Wine Club where they basically guide you along the way. They curate the natural wine and you get to learn something new. So I wanted to share this with you guys because we've partnered with them and we're offering free shipping when you sign up for their wine club. And it's a great way to do something for yourself or with a family member and really have some fun learning something new. So take the time, sign up and tell us what you think. Use code thefullest at checkout and go to their website, primalwine.com. I'm sure it, I mean, it's so bittersweet to not have that community connection like in person. But at the same time, you already had seen the trend of people doing things at home or wanting to, you know, like me, I'm in California and I want to be able to access your amazing classes. So you guys had already launched Sky Team TV, which is awesome that you didn't have to kind of like struggle in the meantime, dealing with all the leases and trying to launch a whole new platform. Totally. So I want to hear about that too. And, and maybe, you know, in some ways it's, probably like really nice to just have a digital presence as well, which is obviously so different than the aspect of connecting together. But I'm really excited to hear about that and, and what you guys, you know, what you love about it. Oh my God. Yeah. We had, we're, we're just counting our blessings because we had Skyting TV already launched um, during like, to be frank, like the shit storm we were in. and yeah. We, we we made it because of people like you, because we wanted to connect with our students all over the world. And we knew what made SkyTing special was that community feel. You know, you come into our studio and we know most everyone's names and you know your teachers and the front desk staff. And that's what made our space special. People had it as like an extension of their home and met, you know, a lot of friends and lovers through SkyTing. Um, so we didn't want to lose that energy and open up like, you know, franchises all over the world. 
we actually thought about opening in LA and opening in Austin, but then we were like, actually, let's just pour our resources and try this digital thing just for fun and see how it goes and see if people like it. So it took us like two years of filming videos and setting up the website to launch Skyting TV. And we launched November, 2019. Wow. So wow. Thank God the timing was right for us. So then when the pandemic hit and lockdown hit, Chloe, Patrick, and I, we got a house in Montauk and just set up headquarters and we're working on Skyting TV every day. So it really like skyrocketed. Skyting TV and it evolved to have live classes and you know the filming got worse we were like okay we're in our homes now and everybody has iPhones let's just film these classes on iPhones instead of like you know beautifully shot cinematic videos so yeah it was definitely like lower quality but very fun I think our personalities came through students liked feeling connected to us still and seeing us in our homes just doing yoga with them Um, So now we're in a place where we can start filming, you know, nicer videos again and kind of refine what our offering is. And we have a year of information to see what people like and don't like. But yeah, we're very happy now. I mean, it's really sad we closed two studios, but we're hopeful we can do in person soon and see our community again. And we love Skyting TV. It allows Chloe and me to be a little more free. It allows us to scale in a sustainable way. We're not like waking up at seven o'clock in the morning, running to one of the studios. Like there's always a fire we have to put out, you know, it's like our lives are more simple. And I think we're both enjoying that part of it. I'm I'm sure it sounds way more uh, manageable for sure. I mean, having physical spaces and then managing employees on top of it. And also like you guys didn't have just like your employees. You also had the teachers who I don't know if they're employees or just freelancers, but it's just like so much work. And then it, yeah, it takes away from bringing, you know, the education and the philosophy and the intention behind it. I mean, for you guys, it takes it away. So I'm sure it's just like really fun. Obviously, there's probably so much to manage and technology is crazy. And but I think that's the cool part too. Like our podcast used to be filmed beautifully and I had the best sound and everything. And now it's just like, you know, we're at the mercy of like whatever platforms we use for stuff like this. And (laughs) But it also just makes it more fun in some way. Like I love going on Sky Team TV and the fact that you guys have so many different teachers just doing it out of their apartments, you know? Like yeah, and there's no editing. Like it's like, okay, if you mess up class, sorry, you, you say the wrong thing, whatever. We're not cutting it. Yeah, that's super cool. So- very authentic. <laughs> How many teachers do you guys have? Like what happened with your roster in that sense? Yeah, we definitely had to cut down. I mean, it's just like the the capacity of how much we could put out online at a time, you know, because we used to have with our studios, three studios with, you know, seven to 10 classes, literally seven days a week open 365 days a year. And so we had 70 plus teachers on our roster before we closed down. Um, So 
we've tried to like give as much opportunity as possible. And like, we have a full range of teachers for sure available on SkyTing TV. And now we're just kind of honing in and starting to like really create, like, I'd say just like a core group that um, we work with and that really, you know, enhances the SkyTing TV, TV offerings. So it's like a mix of techniques and, and um, teachers that do, you know, restorative, that do yin, that do breath work, that do meditation, that do more active asana, that do more like chill, that are all of the things, you know, so that the, the offering is still very rich, but we're just trying to also figure out the way to like best support teachers. Cause if we can offer a teacher one class every like six months, it's not really support, but if we can offer, you know, a select group of teachers, a good number of classes, then we can actually give, I think a little more benefit to the teachers. Yeah. I'm curious, like, do people, are you guys doing a bunch of classes a week or I find myself finding a class and then like loving it. So I just want to do that all the time, you know? And then I like know the teacher's jokes by the end of the week. I'm like, I know exactly what's going to happen, but I love it. But then I, I don't I'm not the type of person that's like, I need live classes and I'm going to wait for it. And cause it's like so spontaneous when I'm going to do it. So I'm just curious, like, if you have that sort of data on what people are looking for, are they like messaging you guys or like, how are you communicating with your community on what they want? We do a lot of communication on Instagram and talking with our students there and um, email as well. We're always, even in classes you might've watched, we're like, okay, send in your requests <laughs> because that literally works. Like to yeah. message a teacher and say, I want to pass on like Chaturanga or whatever. So we do a lot of that, but then we look at our da- data and it seems to be like the sweet spot is like people want to, you know, get a practice in, but not a full hour class. Like they want the shorter 30 to 40 minute classes and they want to move their bodies and feel like they really did an hour class. So we have to somehow like fit an hour (laughs) into 40 minutes and have all the things. So that's kind of what we've been looking at, but we were trying anything at the beginning because we had no data. So we did a lot of silly classes and a lot of long classes. So those are all still on there. Um, But yeah, we're evolving the material and the content based on what's happening. We always do like a seasonal flow of some sort. Um, We love collaborating with our friends, like our Pilates friend, Sakiko, and our um, good friend, Kirsty Godso, who does pyro girls which is like cardio and high intensity and those classes do really well so we're trying we're like dabbling in other fields now that we have like a lot of yoga content on there and we're excited to like throw in some fun treats for our subscribers yeah you guys used to do like dance stuff at the studio right like this impromptu, just like feeling it out. I yeah, mean, we do dance parties in all of our classes yeah. at the studio. So we're, we want to start adding some more fun, like dance stuff into Sky Tank TV. That's Chloe and my main passion is dance. We we come from that world. Yeah, I know. That's I I would just like watch and be like, I want to go to this like talent show, whatever. That's <laughs> talent shows no are key. Talent. Yeah. There needs to be a live talent show where people we can like have a Zoom talent show. Yes. Yeah, we so talked cool. about doing that. We just have to figure out logistically how to 
People are always down for our talent shows, and then the day of they drop out, they get stage fright. But we have some regulars. So do you see the, like, how's your audience? Are they all over, still primarily New York? How's it growing in that sense? Yeah, definitely New York and LA heavy, I'd say. Um, But then we've started to see basically from quarantine starting, uh, like growth in other like cities across the US. So like Chicago and Austin, we have a pretty good base. Um, We even have a a pretty good base in like Canada and London um, and Paris. Those are like our top three as far as internationals and even Australia starting to grow more too. So um, it's really cool. I think total number of countries we reach with Skyting is is like 50 um, countries total across the world. Um, definitely still mostly in the U S but slowly, slowly and surely getting, getting word out there and getting the the global community activated. Well, I'm so excited for you guys and being able to adapt so quickly and just do what you need to do, but then also bring what you want to bring into the world to more people is really exciting. And, and it sounds like, I mean, it's, really great for your personal lives too, which is a plus. Totally. Yeah. We, we're doing more at home, like living than ever before. Chloe and I like learned how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Who knows? Maybe there's going to be like a whole like recipe aspect to things, honestly, like, cause it's a lifestyle, right? I mean, there's just totally. some things that are Um, that people are probably wanting to learn directly from you guys. And Chrissy, don't you work with, are you still doing stuff with Nike? Uh, Nike stuff, what I was doing with them was more in-person things like events. And they had a space where I was teaching their uh, like influencers and athletes, but all that's closed. I do jobs here and there, but definitely less, less, less. And you know, off my non-compete so I can do other things. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but Chloe and I have worked with brands. We did a a dance commercial that got cut. It was on the editing floor, but we worked with our favorite choreographer. So we've been playing around with like, you know, having time to to try different avenues of, um, you know, making money for ourselves and, and spreading the sky ting word out in different ways. How do you see things like um, different online platforms playing in, in terms of like collaborations, right? So um, the mirror was like a thing that was huge. And I don't, I mean, they got like bought out by Lululemon, I think, which is wild. And I don't, and Lululemon has so many ambassadors. So I'm curious, um, yeah, how you guys see that play out or collaborations in that sense. Cause I think that, you know, what you offer is so unique and people love it. And it's a combination of like, I don't like the word influencer, you know, but people obviously look up to you guys in that way as well. And so there's so much opportunity there. Well, yeah, I think like for us, we offer something that is like a sky ting world. Like we're inviting people into our 
philosophy and our take, our spin on yoga, but also more broadly on life, which is kind of hard to mark. We're finding it that challenging, right? To like take something that was so organic to us in person and translate that digitally. Like how do we get our audience um, to subscribe for longer than just a month trial or their free week trial to really know the ethos of what SkyTing is. And once you're involved, I think you want to stay forever because our method is just like learning practical, fun, accessible tools to handle life more gracefully and have like a bigger, um, framework of tools to work with on an everyday basis. So it's hard for us to like get that message across without sounding too markety or like cheesy or succumbing to like what's already out there, like with mirror and Peloton. It's just like, you know, get fit, but our method is and our philosophy is so different. So right now we're just trying to craft and really focus on what our product is, how to get that message out and then potentially think about like partnering in a bigger way with like a conglomerate of sorts. But yeah, we're just, we're still very niche, which I think is why people like us. They feel like they're part of something small and communal. Um, So trying to not lose that as we scale is always top of mind. I don't think that was your question, but that's where I no, it's <laughs> I loved it. And I completely agree. I mean, I'm one of those people that bought a mirror and I never use it because I was like, I just want SkyTing TV and the stuff on here just doesn't relate to me. And it might relate to someone else in my family or, you know, my husband sometimes uses it because he's such a Peloton guy and that. But for me, I just feel like it, what you said is the perfect way of explaining it. And I, I know the challenge of trying to explain that, like, how do you invite people into your world authentically without just being like, Hey, I don't know. It's just robotic. I feel like those things are so soulless. Like I, like I never want to do an app that sounds like a robot's teaching or it's like too perfect too you know we like to keep our mistakes and our jokes in our classes because yoga is a human sort of like transmission of thought and practice and it's designed that way so it's really hard to do it online in a in a way that's authentic but still looks good you know yeah I love that. Yoga is a human transition, transmission. I love that. It was designed to be, you know, an it's an oral tradition from teacher to student. And that's like how Chloe and I opened SkyTing. It was like, we want to share the teachings of our teacher that is like, she is our main mentor, most inspirational person in our lives. We want to honor her and spread what she's developed And that's how we started. And that's still like, even though we're doing this TV thing, that's still our mission is to spread her like powerful energy and teachings and wisdom and other people's. (laughs) It's beautiful. I love it so much. And I'm really excited for you guys. And, and honestly, I tell everyone I know about it. I mean, it's anyone and everyone and it's accessible and it's just such good content and, I'm happy that 
so many people can access it. That's so meaningful. Nikki, I didn't even know you were a subscriber. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because I I used to have like a PR team. And then when COVID hit, obviously it was like, bye, we can't do this. But (laughs) when you have a PR team, they you're they don't know who you know right so right. like um as i think is it azioni yeah uh, they like reached out because i work with them a lot and all their other clients and they're like ooh, like sky team tv i was like um i'm already a subscriber i already love chrissy and chloe this is what <laughs> i'm so you're like i invented chrissy and chloe yeah. like, I <laughs> career. no i know we did it the opposite way we never had a pr team we chloe and i have done our whole like thing ourselves until um really like a few months ago and we we're like we can't do all of this online stuff because our workload became it was like us teaching a bunch of classes to us sitting on our computer <laughs> all day every day we're like we need someone to help with at least this side of thing and it's been amazing yeah that's awesome i know it's a lot of work still though because now you have to go on to podcasts and you have to answer like editors questions and give quotes i'm sure i mean it's funny how people think that um you know whatever you could just pay someone to promote you but like you just add to your workload so totally. it's true <laughs> yeah it's true um, but now we're we're so funny we're like just use a quote you guys know what we'll say <laughs> yeah, exactly that's nice well when you have the right team that's awesome yeah and i think for us it's like just the time management that they do for us like we would never remember all of our deadlines. Like we're so bad, <laughs> but luckily they're on our, like on our asses on a regular basis. Like, Hey, this is due today. And we're like, Oh, wait, okay. Uh, filling it out right now. <laughs> when otherwise totally. it would be editor being like, um, and we'd be like, so sorry. Well, yeah. We, I, I had something in my calendar this week that I did not know was in there. And I like emailed and I saw that they put it in there and I was like, Hey, what is this thing that I'm doing tomorrow? They're like, um, it's a podcast and you should have the questions reviewed tonight. Like I was like, Oh yeah. I uh, well, you guys are just so natural and it comes from the heart. So that's nice because then you don't really have to do too much um, prep work, hopefully, on stuff like our story, at least. (laughs) Yeah, it's not um, robotic like the other ones. (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm so happy we had a chance to catch up. I love you guys. Um, I'm hoping one day we'll I'll be able to come to New York and take class at your studio. But for now, we'll just have to connect virtually and and that's fun, too. (laughs) 